Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how to get 30, how to get 20, 20, 20, how to get 20, 20, how to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So, Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promoting for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Yeah, good evening, Paul. I'm not too sure if you can hear me, but I couldn't hear, hear you before. You can hear me? Okay, that's good to hear. Privilege and a pleasure to uh, be on the show, mate. Okay, um, let's start the show all over again now that a minute and a half in and I've actually got some sound. That'll be really, really good. Um, so, <laughs> everybody, and welcome to the Driving Wall Show here on Monday, the 3rd of August. We come to you at 8pm every single Monday, giving you your rugby union fix. Uh, and the weekend, we had some Super Rugby action in Super Rugby Aotearoa and Super Rugby AU. Um, but you know what? We're not going to talk about that. If you want to hear about that, head on over to the review show um, last night that Ashwin and I did um, to get through all of that action. And yes, the reason you couldn't hear me for the first minute and a half is that I had my microphone on mute. Um, so that'll that'll explain that technical issues. You know, it's just too complicated for some of those old people. Um, talking of old people, how are you doing, Stephen? Yeah, good on you. You love me in the love me in that group. Well, at least I haven't lost my faculties, but it's good to be here on the, the show once again, uh, Paul. Looking forward to talking a little bit of the Able Vol tonight yeah what i was trying to say when i was on mute was you've been hobnobbing with famous people this weekend um so why don't you just give us a quick rundown of some of the some of the famous names you've got to interview at the weekend on saturday well actually it, it started actually during the week when i was at a service station i ran into reuben wiki and had a good chat to him about the warriors um, <laughs> while, while he was grabbing a, a coffee up in uh in Fenua Pine. i gotta say what a really lovely guy reuben wiki Wiki is, and he looks like he's still in pretty good shape and could still run out for the Warriors. But uh, no, I headed along to um, watch a bit of uh, a club rugby on the weekend. We had the Coldman Shield, which is the which was the final for the uh, uh, Premier Woman right here in Auckland. And uh, boy, <clears throat> the ladies they really uh, turned it on, put on a great final. They possibly money do just let me keep going so I, <laughs> I can build build people into this. Great to have a club game where there's so many internationals playing and that was the great thing about it but we'll tell you about it later i don't want to dwell too much on it let people just give them a teaser 
Okay, just just um, just three different black firms at least with we've, we've got interviews for on the page, um, and future black firms as well. I reckon um, looking at her her her, uh, her performance at the weekend. Um, joining us, and we've got another international to um, to talk to because we hey we we get to um, we get to hobnob with a um, with a famous person here on the show. Hey, Dwayne Poliativa, uh, how are you doing, sir? I'm good, thank you, Paul. Thanks for having me again, Stephen. Nice to see you again. Yeah, good to see you too. Yes, Mr. Humble, who won't even put himself. He's like, there aren't many nines around from from the islands who we can pick for the island side. Says the current Samoan number nine. Never mind. Um, that standard rule, Paul. You can't pick yourself. Can't pick yourself. <laughs> and um, joining us also the uh, technical advisor for um, Manukau Rovers. Um, hi, Boa. How are you doing, sir? Pleasure as always, Paul, Steve, Dwayne, the three wise men. Pleasure's all mine. I hope everyone <laughs> is well. <laughs> oh, dearie me. Um, and um, at some point, we're going to actually have to talk to Boa about um, rugby and Sri Lanka, because apparently rugby is the number two sport in Sri Lanka after cricket. So, um, And he's a, he knows all about it. So at some point, folks, look out. There will be a chat about that, because that's something that I'm not that aware of. The only time I've heard about some, um, Sri Lanka in rugby um, is when they got accused of um, faking people's birth certificates um, to get them into play, playing international. But there you go. Um, but I'm sure Boa knows all about that. Uh, good talk to us. Um, but before we get uh, before we get into all the club rugby, there's a chunk of um, international rugby coming up that um, that I thought we should uh, have a look at and a bit of a chat about because. Um, it's a really uh, kind of strange or well, it's really a different um, setup than we've seen um, previously in the November uh, window. Um, they've gone and changed how um, uh, it's all done. So here is um, a quick spreadsheet to show you what's going on this um, or what we've rumoured and announced, a mixture of both. So the first sort of, uh, we've got a trial game, as it were, North versus South on the um, 22nd, sorry, 27th of September, which will be held up in Auckland at Eden Park, which I think a lot of people are looking forward to. Uh, and it's your um, the first Mitre 10 Cup team you played for. Um, so some real interesting uh, ones. We've discussed it before about different players, pardon me, um, being uh, perhaps in the sides that you're not expecting, such as Brad Webber is apparently available for South Island, not for the North Island, and a few others like that. Um, some of you might remember that a few weeks ago, Sky put out a, or Sky Social Media, put out a picture which showed a bunch of games that hadn't been announced yet. Um, and one of those games was the uh, first Bledisloe Cup clash on the 10th of October. Um, now, I've put question marks next to that because nothing else has been released Suggests that game is going to go ahead, um, but apparent, but um, but potentially we will have our first, the first international game we could have. Um, uh, it could be um, Australia versus New Zealand in the Bledisloe Cup. It will be that game anyway, or that sort of fixture, because they're going to meet on the seventeenth of October uh, in Brisbane. Um, is so that should be that should be the first in rugby union international back, and it's Bledisloe Cup. Um, boys, can you think of a better, a, a, or is, is is that the sort of game you'd like to see as a return game to sort of really kick things off, or, or what, what would be your dream game to uh, kick things off, Stephen? My dream game would be, given that game is not being played till September, my dream would be they actually had a oh, final God. of Super Rugby. That would be my dream, even before <laughs> we, we we got to the North Island South. I've got to be honest, I can't think too much of about it at the, at the moment because we still got a, a, a bit to go um, and I almost feel like we're sort of talk, talking about something in the future I'm yeah I, I suppose it to me it's just like an to me it's 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 going to have a lot of input from from the all black coaching staff and uh, I just wonder I do wonder what we're going to get there at the end of the day I'm, I'm just I'm, I'm a little uptight that there's no Final series. We've seen some great rugby played in uh, Super Rugby Aotearoa. I, I think it would have been great to have a, uh, a semi-final and a final. Uh, Dwayne, you mentioned this a couple of weeks ago, didn't you? You said that look, it's those big games, it's those final games that players want. 
um, and that uh, yeah, you, you were like, yeah, we should we we shouldn't have round robin. You 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 like the idea of finals, don't you as well? Oh, of course, and I think um, you know just what the current things are. You know, every team would have a chance to to win the championship, and I think. Um, you know, just whoever turns up on the day, um, you know, sort of evens it out as well. So it makes it uh, quite interesting. Uh, but we're looking forward to that North and South. Um, you know, there's definitely some young talent that's coming through um, and, and in, you know, a couple of old dogs still running around. So it'll be, it'll be a good battle. The, um, uh, and then, okay, so, so that's, the, the, we have a couple of battles, a couple of games. Then we, the Northern Hemisphere fin or Europe finish off the Six Nations, um, Ireland first versus Italy. Um, and then uh, Italy versus England and France versus Ireland to round off the Six Nations that started earlier this year. Um, the As you can see, Wales will play France um, in a warm-up game and Scotland playing Georgia um, in a warm-up game um, ahead of their first um, clashes. Um, uh, and England are going to warm up against the, um, the Barbarians uh, as well. So that's how the... Um, the Six Nations will be finished off from last year. Oh, sorry, from, from earlier this year. Then we kick off. Then they have a weekend off um, before they hit, go into their Six Nations plus two, which is Six Nations plus uh, Japan and Fiji. Um, again, they, and they're going to play round robin with finals at the end, beginning of December. Um, and uh, the rugby championship um, should be taking place in New Zealand between the 7th of November all the way through. Um, to the 12th of December. Uh, you might also have to put a kangaroos all blacks um, question mark in there because that was su suggested as the 5th of December, but um, I think that doesn't look like it's going to happen. Thankfully, um, I'm not I'm not a, I'm not pro for that kind of um, uh, that kind of stuff. Um, the um, looking at that rugby championship, we're looking at uh, so it's going to be six games back to back. Six internationals. Uh, Dwayne, can you imagine playing six games over six weeks, six internationals over six weekends? What's that going to do to the players' bodies? Oh, I guess there's, um, you know, it challenges the depth of the team. Uh, but obviously, with the Six Nations, you're going to have to play your best week in, week out. So uh, it'll be challenging for the playing group. Uh, but at the same time, you know, the, these boys haven't played in a wee while, so they should be fresh, um, you know. So we'll see how we go. I think it's a bit of the depth and um, how the Probably the coaches rotate their players. Yeah, I think we might see. Um, yeah, let's say a few, a few that rotation there. A few players um, getting debuts this year that wouldn't uh, that we might not have expected. Um, and there's a question for all three of you: uh, um, debutant All Blacks players this year. Who can? Who do you think will get a, uh, um, a pick, pick, get get be a debutant All Black? Uh, I'll give you a couple of seconds to think through that. While I um, just explain uh, how that um, that all wraps up, so that'll all wrap up by the twelfth of December. Um, the twenty eighth of November is also the finals of the Mitre Ten Cup. Um, so what you can see there is that um, uh, I don't think we'll see many All Blacks playing uh, in the Mitre Ten Cup, um, but I think we'll get all the Super Rugby players obviously um, playing in there. Uh, we had obviously a suggestion earlier in the year that maybe we'd have. This this supercharged minus ten cup with all the All Blacks back, but I don't think we're going to really see that. And with those six games back to back, it's going to, it could be an extended squad as well. So quite a few players um, perhaps missing. But Bowie, do you want to throw us a uh, a potential All Blacks um, debutant for this year? Oh, it's very easy. Clear top pick Hoskins Otutu, former Marist man now playing for the Blues. I think he'll uh, based on his current run on form. Uh, in my book, is, is a clear top pick to start at number eight. Um, amazing stats. Uh, I was going through uh, his line breaks, his carry meters, just his overall work rate. And, of course, he's got the skill to be able to break from the back of the scrum and actually get some really solid kick meters straight out of hand. So I think overall complete package. And for me, top pick to make All Blacks debut. Yep, good one. Yep, very much so. Um, Stephen Harris, do you want to go next? Um, I'm not entirely sure. I would have probably said the same Hoskins Satutu as well, but um, I'm going to go with Caleb Clark. He's just been so powerful on 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 that wing. Um, he's just walking through tackles, and what you got to realise with him, he's a very big guy. He's 
in excess of, of 100 kgs, around about the six foot foot mark, sort of similar built as, as dad. But yeah, I think he could be a chance. Well, Hoskins Tutu apparently used to play on the wing. He might, he might start out wide. Um, the um, and, and the other big thing about Caleb Clark is if you look at the back three, the first choice back three for the All Blacks of um, Bridge, Reese, and um, Dave McKenzie, he offers something different, as you say, with that size. Whereas those three, all uh, much slighter, more elusive um, style of players. Dwayne, your yeah. have you got a name? Yeah, probably a couple of weeks ago, I would uh, definitely agreed with Hoskins. Um, but due to injury, uh, it's probably sort of held him back a little bit. But uh, I wouldn't say no to that. Uh, but definitely Caleb Clark. I think he's been the form uh, winger in the competition. Um, I feel like a spinner in there. I'll go Finley Christie as well. I think he's going to be a bit of a bolster, but, um He's been playing well. And I think if he continues the way he's playing, um, you know, he brings a little bit of expector for a nine. Um, and you got a back of nines as well. So, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll chuck a spin in the works and go with Finlay Christie as well. Paul, I was going to say the other guy I just thought of is Lachlan Beauchure as well as a, as a genuine fetcher. He's been superb over the ball. So uh, I would probably, I wouldn't surprise, would not surprise me if he's in the mix. Guys, something I'm going to throw at all of you is given that we have a potential six weeks back to back in the rugby championship, maybe it's time post-COVID. Um, we looked at actually increasing the formal number of players you can have on game day, i.e. your bench, increase it by maybe another couple of players, have one extra back, one forward. Uh, because, you know, six weeks back-to-back, -back, it's going to take a, a huge toll on players, uh, given that they have to play at, you know, the intensity of test rugby. Um, and also, there's, there's just so many players who are putting their hand up, and this might be the perfect opportunity to innovate and actually push for a case with World Rugby um, and give more players an opportunity. What do you guys think? Dwayne, you've, you've, you've... Okay, personally, I'm very anti that idea. If anything, I would reduce the number of substitutes you're allowed to make um, so that we have players... So we particularly have props... Who have to play? Who are conditioned to play the full eighty, and not conditioned to play sixty, uh, and therefore bring down their size, their power a little bit, as they have to do more cardio. Um, would be my would be my point. Uh, so I would say that we should have less substitutes rather than more uh, to try and reduce the impact by having smaller, slightly smaller players. Um, so that's the way I would rather go. And then you also have more space towards the end of the game when players players are tired, rather than just rolling on. Uh, pretty much a, a nearly a full pack um, who can just keep running uh, and keeping that space down. So I, I'd rather actually go the other way than having larger squads. But um, Dwayne? Uh, me personally, I'll probably just keep it as is. I think um, uh, reducing, uh, you'd probably make the game uh, small. Like a lot of the players will, will tend to have to trim down. Um, and, and, you know, game, game of rugby is uh, for all shapes and sizes. So, you know, suits some and this doesn't suit others. And the game's getting quicker. Um, so, yeah, I'll probably just keep it as is for now. Um, but, yeah, I think Bowl's got a good idea. Um, you know, six, six games back to back. Um, yeah, it's going to be pretty intense, especially with Six Nations. Um, it's a tough competition. Some big boys up north. Um, so, and, and the contact area is going to be crazy. But, yeah, probably for now, just keep it as is. I think, you know, you've got two, uh, you know, 23. So, you've got two, two props. Um, you know, give them a good 60, 70 and... Uh, bringing the fresh legs, so yeah, probably just keep passes. Stephen, any thoughts? Um, Paul, I'd like to see some sort of dispensation maybe given for the teams that are staying, stopping in New Zealand, like uh, like South Africa. They, they haven't got a lot of domestic footy going at the, at the moment, and, and I think they'd need a decent sort of spread to be competitive. Yeah, I think a couple of warm-up games for them would be, would be kind of handy. Um, uh, so if they could... Uh, uh, but unfortunately, you kind of like which players are available to play warm-up games when there's my 10 cup on, uh, the Super Rugby side would have, would have sort of been shut down for two months. Uh, yeah, it's very difficult to see how you can do that, but agreed there. A couple of other players got mentioned in the chat, Will Jordan, um, playing fantastically. Unfortunately for him is that you've already got Dave McKenzie and um, Jordy Barrett uh, in that 15 jersey. We've just mentioned Caleb Clark coming along with Bridge 
uh, and Reese. So yeah, he's there's there's a bit of a logjam of players, which is what Bo was talking about there. Um, so uh, yeah, he might look might miss out just purely on how much talent there is in that space. Um, and uh, yeah, another player I was going to mention was Michaeli too, um, has also been playing the house down um, at number eight. So if Hoskins two two doesn't come back from injury, then Michaeli too has also put his hand up as well uh, in that um, in that space for playing for the Highlanders. He's also playing for one of the weaker teams. Um, Results-wise, at least, uh, he's really put his hand up. So, um, another one there that, um, uh, that 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 we might want to uh, uh, might, might sort of yeah highlight um, as well. The um, yeah, I, I, so I do like this idea from nocturnal rights eight on the bench. We can only use four. Um, that way, you've still got all the options there. Um, but uh, yeah, the, the players are kind of, well, hopefully we'll get more fatigued and more, uh, therefore you won't have as many fresh players against fatigued players as well um, from an injury point of view. So just some thoughts there. Um, and uh, maybe we should move on now and have a chat about some club footy. Um, starting off with the, on the women's side then. Um, and uh, I'll be honest, uh, not an expert on Northland, but um Tiroa versus Kai Koho Kohi finished 22 19. And Stephen, please put me out of my misery. How's it really said? You're on I mute. will put you out. Of, I will put you on your uh, out of your misery, mate. I don't even know why you even bothered uh, starting. But yeah, Saturday, 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 we saw the Northland Premier Women's uh, uh, Club final between Terarawa and Kaikoi. Now, these two teams met last year. The big difference was Kaikohe took out the victory last year. But the intriguing thing, thing about it, there was plenty of internationals playing in this game, the likes of Portia Woodman, Tyler Nathan Wong, who have all um, transferred up to uh, up to uh, play for North in the Farrah Palmer Cup this year. Of course, the North and captain, uh, TK Eringa Mate, who was uh, running around as well. Aroha Savage, Camila Wihongi and Rowena Everett, who have all played for the uh, Black Ferns at some stage throughout their careers, but also a cameo from uh, Cheryl Smith at the, off the bench. Now, it was a very, very hard-fought final at the uh, Te Arawa, uh, Rugby, uh, Te Arawa Rugby Club up in Ahipara, and it was the uh, home side that took out the victory by 22 points to 19. Now, they were out by a lead of uh, 17-0 at half-time and uh, 22 points to nil with uh, around about uh, 20 minutes to go. But that's pretty much when uh, Kaikoui with uh, Portia Woodman uh, pretty much kicked kicked into gear, um, scoring a try herself, setting up another try, and uh, they scored again with about 15 to minutes to go, and it set up a, a wonderful, wonderful finish. And um, basically, uh, Te Arawa had to put out all the stops to uh, to take out the take out the victory and what turned out to be a very good final. I know the locals really enjoyed it up there, and of course, sweet revenge for Tararawa after their loss to Kaikoui in uh, 2019. Paul, very good. Uh, so yeah, so, so good. Um, so Dwayne, or <laughs> like, any any, any thoughts like, of you following Northern rugby? He's like Superman. He's just jumped into a Northern <laughs> shirt. Yeah. No. <laughs> I bet, I bet the, uh, the the final up north. I mean, be it women's or men's, would have been quite quite intense. It tends to get very tribal up there, um, and of course, um, you know, playing rugby um, pretty much anywhere you up north. Beautiful um, surroundings, very picturesque, and uh, you're right, Stephen. All the locals come down. You know, they uh, turn it into a, a, a pretty full on um, a communal event, and uh, must have been. Quite an, quite an atmosphere, and especially to see so many uh, internationals. Well, we're starting to see a clear trend here, aren't we? We're starting to see more rep level, more super rugby, more mighty 10, more provincial players who come from overseas, either like premiership um, in Europe, as well as a number of uh, players who've been playing in Japan. Um, you know, they've, they've done their quarantine, they're back in shape, and they're playing grassroots rugby. I think it's a wonderful thing. However, there has to be equal representation. We're going to start seeing a few hidings here and there um, if that is not addressed. Uh, and I think the gaps or the gulf between the top sides 
and the not so top sides, it's going to be exposed. Um, and I think from a competition point of view, that's not very good. But it's 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 isn't it a wonderful thing to see all these uh, top level elite players playing grassroots club rugby. Yeah, for the with within the uh, the women on the women's side, and we'll get on to the men's side um, later. But on on the women's side, uh, the postponement of the Olympics has allowed the black the Blackburn Sevens um, to take part into in, in rugby. And obviously, Portia Woodman up there, uh, and we'll also um, Steve will uh, talk to another one uh, during the Auckland um, club final. But um, the uh, I don't know if the Blackburn sorry if the All Black Sevens men's players have been released back to. Um, club rugby in the same way, but um, Dwayne, you, you think they have? Yeah, they have. We we currently have uh, Tony Nashu uh, playing for us at seven and eight. Uh, so he's released from us from the start. So he's only got a couple more weeks with us and then he's back um, into camp. So yeah, we're utilising him as much as we can before um, he heads back into camp. Uh, he'll be well missed because uh, he's, he's clocked up a few metres uh, since playing for us. So he's, he's been great. Um, okay, so yeah, so all, so I think yeah, the, the Olympics has had a big, or the, or the cancellation of the Olympics has had a big, um, a big impact from 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 that point of view. Um, looking at Harbour Rugby, and I think because the Harbour Harlequins have joined the Auckland uh, competition this year, I don't think they had finals or uh, this this weekend. So oh, I can't find your results. Uh, and Stephen, you were at the uh, the Coleman's uh, Cup, which was the finals of the women's rugby in Auckland. Yeah, Coleman Shield, Western Shield. Springs at uh, Ponsonby's uh, uh, home ground on Saturday. And, uh, you know, you talk about some quality players uh, on board. It, it pretty much mirrored a, fair, a couple of Farrah Palmer Cup teams, really, with uh, Manurewa, with plenty of uh, Counties Monaco players and, of course, Ponsonby with plenty of Auckland players. But the amount of Black Ferns as well, just to give you an idea, um, something around about eight internationals or so. Teresa Fitzpatrick in the in the back lane, Charmaine McMiniman, the uh, number eight, of course, Ruby Tui, who is just absolutely outstanding, Eloise Blackwell, and of course, a Irish international in Ciara O'Connor as well, but also on the other side of the ledger, uh, Leilani Peresi on the uh, other side for, for counties, uh, Monaco, I think uh, Lisa Molia has been there or thereabouts in the uh, around the uh, New Zealand Black Ferns environment, and also Lavinia Tohala Liku, who plays for uh, Western Samoa on uh, one of the wings. So just that just gives you an idea of the quality. And I've got to say, while the first 15 minutes, both teams were a little bit nervous finding their feet. It was Ponsonby who took two amazing opportunities with Natalia and uh, Sylvia Brunt. Um, basically scoring tries uh, from long, long range that seemed to put um, Ponsonby in control. And they had a 10-3 lead at halftime, but Manurewa hit back with a, with, a, with a try of their own. Now, it's standing in, in their pack was Haruno Teeringa, who's a bigger, rangy flanker. And, you know, she played number eight, beg your pardon, but she more than matched Charmaine McMenamin on the day. And, of course, Ponsonby just getting a little bit away from... Uh, from Manurewa with a couple of tries, and really, I really and truthfully, I thought they were dead and buried with um, ten minutes to go. But you could not count on the determination of this uh, Manurewa side, and um, they scored a, a couple of tries, one right on the full time, and they in fact had an opportunity to win the game, but the uh, conversion missed, went away to the left of the pace, so it ended up at twenty. Hence, extra time, no scoring in the extra time, but. Manurewa would probably be kicking themselves because they had scrum, scrum dominance during that period, but opted to take shots at goal, where I thought it would have been better to just keep keep picking scrums, grind Ponsonby, but Ponsonby came through and showed showed their class. And uh, the two players that stood out, well, of course, were their Black Ferns, Teresa Fitzpatrick, who ended up being the uh, player of the day, and Ruby Tui, obviously coming from her sevens background, just absolutely it was like there were three of her around the paddock. There's really not much to her in terms of size, but she is some athlete. And, uh, boy, what a way to cap that game. And Ponsonby, I think once they scored that their first try in extra time, they just really got a bit of a, a roll on. Um, Dwayne, if, you, if you're listening, just our girl, the girls are just playing some fantastic rugby, aren't they? Well, you know, just like um, what Bo said, you know, we're seeing a trend of international stars who are filtering back into their club. Uh, football and it's only just you know making club rugby a lot better 
Um, and, and for me personally, like I've, I've we've played a couple of teams now who are you know got some stars and international players and. You know, guys are playing professional rugby or bigger clubs, and I just feel tuning into, um, you know, club free, and it's just making um, rugby very competitive. Um, you know, obviously, Ponsonby running away um, with the women's um, championship, so you know, it's, it's always good to see. Um, you know, and I, I think the New Zealand team have a camp up here in Auckland at the moment. Um, I may be wrong, but I think I've heard that they've got a camp as well. So I mean, it goes to show, and it, it only helps grassroots rugby um, grow, um, and especially. You know, the not so professional kids or young girls or young young boys who, who are playing club footy, just to, you know, rub shoulders of some professionals. Um, it's only going to make the game a lot better, um, not just for Auckland rugby, but for New Zealand rugby in general. I tend to agree with Boar though when he says we do need an even uh, playing field, even in the even in the women's division, because you know you sort of yep. look at look at the look at that bench. I know a lot of us watch the Ignite Red Bull Sevens. Last year, we, we've seen in the last couple of seasons, we've seen all this young talent running around like Princess Elliot. We know what a good good player she she is. Um, you know, also the likes of uh, Grace uh, Kukutai, who came from the uh, Northern Mystics as a, as a net, netball player. Mm -hmm. boy. But I actually think it's very, very important that those other four clubs that are involved in the Auckland competition are strong as well, as opposed to having all the, the talent in two teams. No question about that, Stephen, because... Uh, you know, the best example I can give you, gentlemen, is uh, Super Rugby, Aotearoa. Now, the reason why uh, there's so much interest is because pretty much every other, every game we watch is extremely close. And it's, it's, it's a nail-biter. And it goes right down to the wire. So if we can have competitions right around the country, which mirror the same model, um, I think it's just going to keep the competition really healthy and it gives everyone, uh, you know, a shot at sports because, you know, most of these kids play club rugby because, you know, they they get a kick out of it. That's, that's what it is. Uh, they want to enjoy the sport. They want to be part of their community, uh, play the sport of rugby with the, uh, you know, players they've grown up playing with, with you know, part of the local schools, etc. So unless there's some sort of regulation around this where there needs to be um, what I would call uh, equal representation, especially with these superstars, um, you know, we, we're going to start seeing uh, some inequalities pop up and it's only going to get worse. So maybe something, um, I, you know, I've this is something I've been wanting to get out of my chest for a while is that perhaps uh, take, for example, uh, the Auckland competition, Auckland Rugby Union could possibly look at divvy up some of these um, superstars amongst these clubs and give every uh, club an opportunity to uh, be on a more even keel or look at some kind of handicapping system, kind of like in, in horse racing where, you know, the top seeds will be handicapped to a certain limit just so we keep the competition um, closer and more competitive. I can just see, yes, the, uh, the Kiriwani gets uh, sent back to Ponsonby and he has to get loaded up with uh, 10 kg of lead weights um, to uh, to slow him down, uh, to, to even things up between the in, in handicap system. Sorry, um, being facetious there. But um, <laughs> that's how the horse racing one works, isn't it? They put... Uh, extra lead um, things in um but um i look to we Bo and, Bo and i were, were having a quick chat about this pre pre-show um uh, about this about how do you divvy up players um and i think one of the problems for me uh is that um uh, we there's there's a lot of focus on first 15 which is school rugby um which um and then basically players join a club until what they're about 12 13 ish go off to high school play high school rugby come out of high school um now do they go back to if they're a promising player who's who's been looked at by auckland or by by the by the province do they go back to their original club or are they headhunted by your ponsonbees by your marist by your Gramatex, um or or the the kind of the the, the top sides uh, and do they go off to there because hey they think Look, the, the coaching's good. If we look at um, something like um, uh, at, uh, at Maris, for example, they've got the ex-Blackfern's head coach uh, and the ex-Counties Manukau head coach. Uh, so they've got a guy there with who's got international and um, 
minor 10 cup experience as their head coach surely that's going to be a good a good environment for to to help them progress their career or do they go to the club they were at before where the coach isn't so well known and perhaps hasn't had my 10 cup minor 10 cup experience and then suddenly that's their club um and to me i think that's that's probably the, the thing is to try and how do we step up all the clubs so they have the same level of uh, support for, their, for, for, for players um, so they don't feel they have to go to Ponsonby or or um, uh, or Marist to, to, to get recognised. Is, 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 Dwayne, you're, um, you're obviously talking with some of the young players as they come, through, as, as they come back. Is, is that the kind of thing they're looking for? Yes, Paul. I think um, a lot of things uh, all comes down to results as well. Um, you know, if your club is performing well, um, you know, winning games, obviously a kid coming out of school uh, would obviously lead towards getting to the best club or, or a championship club. And in saying that, you know, as you've mentioned, you know, the coaches do play a big part as well. Um, I only speak from experience because when I came out of school, I wasn't too sure which club I wanted to go to. Um, but, you know, ended up at Pakuranga. Uh, purely because they had a you know a great coaching staff and Wayne Pivak. Um I didn't know him personally, but um, my old man only heard of him being an international coach and stuff like that. So, you know, sometimes CVs do bring players um to certain clubs as well. Um and uh, it's just I think a lot of us um you know we uh, as we said Auckland Rugby need to find a process in which you know kids coming out of school uh, potential stars you know how can we spread the talent. Um, to certain clubs because we're going to see the same thing every year. Top six clubs dominating and then you get the bottom six or however many um, still fighting it out at the bottom. So, yeah, it's it's uh, the good thing is we had COVID and, you know, we've got time now to really focus on the next five years or the next 10 years. You know, how can we uh, spread the talent um, so we can make it a competitive uh, competition like the Super Rugby. So, Dwayne, which club did you play for before you went to high school? As a junior, I was uh, at yep. Papatoi. Oh, so you did stay with the same? Okay. No, Papatoi, and then I moved to Pakadanga. So Papatoi as a junior, until okay. I was about 11, and then went to college. So, yeah. Oh, but you see, that's that's the problem. You should be going back to your, your junior club. That's Once you've done, once you've run out at five with bare feet and no gum shield, um, <laughs> that's when you should be you should be tied to your club. Yeah, that's it. Um, <laughs> You know, see, Paul, see, you see, that old school model, it, it's now done and dusted. It's it's over. Now, for example, um, if you look at Auckland talent, about 40 to 45% uh, of most club rugby talent comes from the southern catchment area or South Auckland. But if you look at um, the spread of players, how they represent the clubs, you will see most players who play their school or junior rugby in South Auckland have moved to the stronger clubs. Now, you can't blame, you cannot blame the players for that because they want what's best for their career. And now, under the current model, where there is no uh, what I would call um, official regulation, it's pretty much free for all. Now, best example I can give you is uh, last week's game, Marist versus Varsity. Now, you know, the week before, uh, my boys got thumped 71 zip by Varsity. And I, I made a very bold statement saying that Varsity are the one to beat. Now, previously unbeaten Marist uh, got put away very comfortably, uh, 37-22, by Varsity. Now, again, Marist had two Super Rugby uh, representatives in their starting 15 uh, against Varsity. But again, they were no match because... University, they've, they've got the players. They've got the players. They've got the firepower. They've got the ammo. Um, so, again, if, there's, if there isn't what I call some form of regulation where all the delegates, uh, the CODs, have a discussion and come up with some kind of formula, um, the, more soup, the, the more super rugby players, the more returning players from overseas, once they come back into the country, they're going to look for the best possible club where they can enhance their careers. Um, and this gap is only going to get wider. So it's it's a wonderful thing to see all these top quality players playing club rugby. But this this is one area I think uh, the administrators need to be aware of. Um, otherwise, as I said, the gulf is just going to become wider and wider. I think, yeah, I'm I think not sure we can... Third. 
uh, sorry, Paul. I think um, that's also difficult as well to control, uh, purely because a lot of the players who do come back either are not contracted to Auckland, so they can't have a gauge on, you know, who who they are, which club they're playing for. So that, it makes it difficult. But I know what you mean by, um, you know, a lot of players that have come back recently um, aren't off contract or you know not contracted to Auckland, so they go purely based on, oh, who's my good friends that are at certain clubs? Oh, obviously I'll go to this club or you know, etc. So. Yeah, it's going to be tough and, and they got to find a way. But yeah, just on that, you know, a lot of the players are non-contracted. So hence why they're probably certain players that go flood one club and then, you know, follow their mates. So. Well, I, I have to say, um, having said all of this, I've got a couple of real superstars running around um, at my club as well. I'm just waiting for uh, international yeah. clearance. <laughs> uh, so I can't tell Not you who they are, but... <laughs> this week, next week. I, I knew you'd say that. <laughs> yeah. So uh, that, that, that's a good point. Now, should we let's run through the uh, the some, some of the club results from the weekend? Um, as we've mentioned, one from there from Auckland. Should we start with them? Um, Stephen, got to start with Auckland um, first. Mentioned something before we went off that uh, that okay. subject. I do I do find that you you find this is where you're a little bit of your your social indifference comes into it as well, where those top eight, the top eight clubs or so are pretty well supported, got some really, really good backers. But if you're in one of the Te Papapos or, 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 or the East Tamakis or the Otahus, they, they don't have that same sort of back, backing as well. And they do need a bit of shine and, and a, bit of, a bit of polish. If you, could, if you can gather a good bunch of under-20s together and say to them, hey, man, this is a cool club to pay for. You can make it. You can make it from here. You don't have to move to a Varsity or a or a or or a Ponsonby or a Marist. You you can cut it from here because there have been uh, times in the past in Auckland Club Rugby that we've seen a Manu, Manuko had a very very good team. I don't know, might have been about four seasons ago. They probably had one of the better backlines in in Auckland when they had guys like Chance Bunce uh, running around for them. Stacey Ely, I think, might have been running around for you guys as well, boy. Um, and you, you know. And guys like that have all gone on to play representative rugby. So, so just a just a thought, Paul. I will start with um, this week. I'll, I'll actually start with Counties uh, Monaco rugby. I'm uh, been getting a message from uh, Robbo, who's been uh, watching a couple of the Counties Monaco games, and he suggested that I make it out to the Manurewa versus Karaka game this weekend. They play for the McNamara. Uh, McNamara Cup down in uh, Apukakoi at the moment. We've seen uh, some one-sided results. Papakura struggling this year. Uh, Patamahoe far too strong, 54-12 to the good. And, of course, Manurewa with a big win over Waiuku, 50-3. Waiuku even used to be one of the powerhouses out in the county's Monaco region. Ardmore Marist, 25. The Karaka, 15. That was the closest game of the weekend, but Ardmore Marist showing their credentials again. And uh, Bombay travelling away to Onifero, getting the win, a 31-26 pull. As we look at the county's Monaco table, our top for four there, Ardmore Marist, Manurewa, Bombay and Karaka. Of course, two play four on Saturday, which is uh, the big game. So we've got some decisions to make ourselves in terms of which games to go to. Yep, so yeah, you said that, that big game, Ardmore Maris versus um uh Yep, versus them. Um I'll I'll jump into to uh to uh North Harbour uh, Club Rugby and uh from the weekend around seven, uh Takapuna on their merry unbeaten way, thirty-three points to eight over last year's champions East Coast Bays. But the big upset of the weekend is uh Kumu with a good bounce back win after getting a bit of tap from Takapuna. 24 points to 15 over Northcote. That they would have probably celebrated that win long and hard in the uh, Riverhead Club rooms. Messi uh, 29, uh, North Shore 13, and the first one of the season for North Harbour Marist. And uh, Paul, I haven't got the table with me, but if you can go through that, uh, oh there, there we go. I've got it right here. So our top four: Takapuna up the top with 33, Northcote 26, North Shore 20, and East Coast Base 20. But still sniffing around. Uh, Silverdale, Kumu, and uh, Messi, but uh, time is uh, is running out, remembering they are in uh, round seven in that competition. I'll head up to uh, Northland Port while I'm uh, on a uh, roll. 
Now, old boys Maris travelled to Wellsford and got a good win. So, Wellsford, after taking Horror down last weekend, went down themselves 1914. Uh, Waipu, the uh, current Premier, is far too strong for Ngati Hene Moirewa UK. And uh, that ground was underwater a couple of weeks ago. So, it was good to see them actually get some play on that ground in Kawakawa. Mid Northern 33, Western Sharks 12. Always hard to win in Hukurunui up on the hill. That's, Sid, uh, that's going country. And uh, Kitty Kitty too strong for Hikurangi at 29 points to five. And, and of course, in another bit of an upset, not too sure if the wheels are, are falling off with Horahora, but they were a bit taken out 13 10 by Horahora on their home ground in a very, very tight one as we uh, look at the table. And of course, the Northern uh, finals happening on Saturday, the 22nd of August. I might be heading up there to maybe commentate that game as well. So looking uh, forward to that final, whoever's there, Waipu, Horahora, Mid-Northern, and Kamo and Kirikiri make up the uh, top five, but it's probably going to take a couple of upsets uh, to push those uh, top three teams out of contention, Paul. Yep, absolutely. Um, and we'll finish off with Auckland. Yep, we'll go to uh, to Auckland, and uh, as Boa said, University, yeah, they just starting to find their feet in this competition. They got knocked over earlier in the competition by both Ponies and Waitamata, but they've had a sprinkling of few of guys come back in. Obviously, the likes of Jonathan Rudu has come back into the side and a couple of others. Liam Steele, who was playing uh, Major League Rugby in the States, he's come back into the side. 37-22 to the good. Ponsonby v East Tamaki. Ponsonby far too strong. Of course, um, Suburbs getting back in the winner's circle. Looked like there wasn't a lot of tackling in that game. 62-31, 93, uh, uh, 93 points there at Otatahu. It would have been very, very entertaining. Um, and a, listen, a really good effort there from Te Papapa to hold Eden 29-17. Just remembering this club struggled to uh, put a senior team out on the paddock a, uh, a few weeks ago. And Grammar Tech 24, Waitamata 24, after Grammar Tech led by 21 points to nil with 25 minutes to go. And uh, Waitamata going for a pushover try. Right at the end of the game, decided to take the three points and walk away with two points. But quite a smart move. And um, we'll quickly uh, look back up on top. We can get Boa to tell us a little bit about uh, their results. College Rifles 36, Monaco Rovers 12. Boa, in the, in the scheme of things, on the scoreboard, not a bad effort. Well, yeah, look, uh, I have to say the scoreboard didn't or doesn't actually do justice to, uh, you know, um, how the game fanned out. Uh, Rifles took 30 minutes to score. Um, you know, I think um, our boys, they stuck to a plan. Um, and the difference was the Rifles had some real X-Factor players. Uh, for example, uh, you know, they had their Chiefs, uh, the uh, Super Rugby player, uh, Tumu Amanu. And he was uh, up against uh, one of my 19-year-olds. Uh, uh, was part of the 2018 St. Peter's plus 15 site. Uh, so, you know, there was, there, there was some very clear-cut mismatches there. But, you know, it was an entertaining sort of game. Uh, there were some real flashes of brilliance from uh, some of the Rifles boys. And, um, yeah, they played some end-to-end -end rugby, edge-to-edge, -edge, moved the ball well. Uh, they had... Uh, a, a, a very good understanding of uh, how to play rugby against teams like uh, Monaco Rose. But as far as our boys went, other you know, sterling effort um, for large parts of the game, uh, hung on to the ball, but just didn't have the firepower out wide. And um, yeah, end of story. Uh, good win for Rifles, and uh, they've got some really good players. I think uh, they're going to make a name for themselves in the uh, club premier grade. Now, Zan Sullivan was supposed to start the game, their fly half or first fight, but um, he was uh, a late withdrawal, and they had this young kid, uh, Molly Fiverr, who I thought was fantastic. Man of the match performance. Uh, man, he's he's got some speed, that boy. Um yeah, so overall, it was, a, it was a very entertaining game. Played played in good spirit, I thought. Uh, we, had a, we had a bit of a ruckus, rowdy crowd getting behind it as well. Some big <laughs> hits, some real big hits. Um, but yeah, rifles just far too good, end of the day. 
And boy, and I see in the midfield, they also started uh, uh, Tumua Manu, who's got uh, uh, super rugby experience, and uh, Mehana Grindley, the, the superstar out of, uh, out of out of King's College. That's a couple of big midfielders, mate. Yeah, absolutely. So the, the baptism of fire for most of my boys just keep continuing. Um, and, you know, look, the, the bottom line is, you know, you, you can coach all you want. You can come up with all these wonderful tactics. But uh, there's there's always going to be that uh, point in a game where there's a one-on-one situation, too much pace, too much strength. Um, you, you know, you're just going to get done. So uh, lots to learn. And, you know, great opportunity for some of these younger guys to play against uh, the likes of Manu and Greenlee. Uh, but I have to say, um, you know, we had, a, we had a couple of young fellas uh, coming out of Wesley College. Uh, one occasion, um, you know, Manu got outstepped and he was uh, put on his backside, which was a, a very rare highlight. But I'll take that. And uh, it's, it's been a talking point for a couple of days amongst the boys. Uh, but look, uh, you know, these kids, they're, they're on the improve. And this week, uh, it doesn't get any easier. Uh, we have to head over to Bell Park and play Pakaranga. Uh, you know, we've got an enormous amount of respect for them and we know they're a great side. Um, but as I said, you know, we'll, we'll, we have a few plans of our own and uh, hopefully we can get international clearance uh, so I can unleash uh, a couple of... Uh, <laughs> uh, unleash a, 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 a real superstar. Uh, but uh end of the day, you know, rugby's a, rugby's a team sport. You know, 14 men helped the 15 men score the try. So we'll see how it uh, fans out this Saturday. Well, boy, you know how this works. If you get invited onto the show, you have to give us the scoop, mate. And that's all it, all it comes down to. Breaking news. Um, uh, yeah, I just hope there's some video footage of Tamua Manu being pushed off. I, w- I want to see that. But uh, we're not going to push this next guy off, Dwayne. Um, uh, Pakuranga 31, Papa Toy Toy uh, uh, 30. Paul will tell you I'm good with segues. That was a very close game. And you get to take away the Ranga Toy Trophy. Can you tell me a little bit about that trophy first, please, Dwayne? Yeah, we had one of the old boys come through after the change room, um, or into our change room, sorry, and um, explain a little bit about the history between the two clubs. Um, he played a couple of seasons for Pavatoy, and then he sort of came across to uh, Pakaranga and coached and played also for Pakaranga. So he 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 created the shield. I mean, sorry, the trophy, um, and that's why we played for it. So there's a lot of history, um, and uh, you know, as a score sort of showed that it was one of the you know toughest games we've had um, in a wee while because one it was physical and and two it just it was a pretty much an 83 minute game uh, went down to the wire, and you know we were lucky enough to scrape through. Um, you know, we we started off as a raw, scored you know, two tries and two really good tries, team tries, and um, we thought, okay, we you know we had, you know won against us, and we thought you know we'll take the victory. But I think we probably uh, celebrated a little bit too early because um, you know, as you know, Papatoa is one of those teams that just keep fighting. Um, some standout performances from Papatoa, their number eight, um, he was a menace, uh, you know, for eighty minutes. Uh, JT Hefo, I think it was. Um, and he played an outstanding game. I thought he was man of the match for them. Uh, but our prop, um, Jerry Samania, he, he played an awesome game and he um, took a knock early on, but came back on the field and, and he, for a prop, he played 80 minutes and, and performed really well, um, along with our 10, who uh, got the winning um, kick at the end of about 83 minutes. Um, so, yeah, it was one of those games where um, who turned up. And I think that's Auckland Club Rugby right now is, you know, anyone can win on the day. Um, and that's the beauty about it. Um, is you know we were lucky at the end to to take the victory. Well, the great the great thing about what's happening this weekend, uh, Dwayne uh, Polatavayo and Boa Athu get to meet each other this weekend, yeah, um, and one, one, and one of them will have a smile on their face. That's a good <laughs> good thing about it because Pakuranga take on uh, Manuko Rovers uh, this this Saturday at Bell Park two forty five. So um, I don't know if the ground will be nice and muddy, boy. That's the only <laughs> that's the only issue I've got, mate. Well, look, we, we, we've been on the phone <laughs> to uh, Mana. Coaches Papatoi, good friends of us, and uh, yep. he's been giving us uh, he's he's been giving us the inside source and the formula. So, Pakuranga, watch out! Uh, but <laughs> now you guys are clear clear cut clear cut favourites by country mile. But uh, as Dwayne rightly said, 
you know, uh, things can change very rapidly week to week, and especially with uh, teams who are in the bottom half of the ladder. All it takes is a, a couple of sparks, uh, get some momentum, and then, hey, it's it's all on. And uh, I mean, I'm sure you guys would have expected to put Papitoy uh, away by, uh, you know, a few points. But as it happened, uh, went down to the wire and um, single point. So you gotta you, you got to be grateful that you got the W, you got the points, and um, I'm sure it made for a great spectacle. Oh, definitely. Well, I know we know what to expect this weekend. Um, you know, it's another physical match. I think Pivotoro is probably the biggest team we've played. Um, it doesn't get any easier with the Rover boys. Um, they are a hoodoo team, to be honest. I would uh, want to matter in our Rovers. So we know what to expect. And, um, you know, we're not taking this game um, any lightly. We, we know we have to front out week in, week out. And uh, a lot of things to work on this week. Um, you know, we weren't too happy with our performance. Yes, we got the W, but um, definitely a lot of work on. So. There's, there's a good old saying. There's a good old saying, guys. Strange things happen out east in the month of August, so you never know. <laughs> well, boy, I was gonna, I was gonna, boy, I was gonna say uh, the best thing that's happened to you, Papa Toy Toy, have softened them up for you, brother. You <laughs> <laughs> saw bodies. Yeah, it's gonna be recovery. Yeah, well, I've been on. Uh, I've been watching the, the the video of the game on Huddle. Pretty much all day today, and I have to say, man, it was it was a physical battle, and uh, that's a big hit. So I think they've oh. done us a huge favor. So um, let's hope for the best. And um, <laughs> just put, I'll, I'll, I'll wrap it up at that, guys. But just before we go, probably the two big games coming up in round eight this weekend. Last year's a repeat of last year's final: Ponsonby v Marist, and of course, College Rifles take on. University, you just uh, you hate to say it so so soon, and I'll probably get shot at the White Matter Rugby Club. But um, yeah, you're probably thinking those four teams are going to be. It's maybe one of those four teams at the end of the day. But let's hope uh, some of the other teams come against the grain. So pretty much wraps up our our uh, Auckland uh, oh, this, rep. Paul, I mean, there's also there's there's, there's there's a couple of um, so uh, Eden are just one point behind um, uh, University. So uh, with um, Papi Toto. Uh, this weekend, they, they've got a good chance of um, getting the win, moving up there. If uh, Pakaranga get the win over um, Manukau, then again, also, they, they will climb up into that top four um, fight as well. So, yeah, it's, it's still, there are, and, um, and with Grammar Tech also against T-Papapa, um, they should get the win this weekend, you'd think, in that one. So, uh, East Grammar Tech and Eden both will be looking upwards there. Uh, as you say, White Matter. Uh, should also get probably uh, against Otahu, um, who've only got who've uh, not won yet this season. Uh, they'll be looking for to, to also sort of close that gap. So there, there is a sort of there is a, there is a big distinct top half and bottom half feel to the table now, uh, with the with a gap of um, between White's Matter and Suburbs of eight points there. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's two wins uh, becomes yeah it's, it's it is becoming a sort of top half bottom half of the table. In that one, um, as Stephen said, uh, he might be uh, heading down to uh, counties for a game. I will be uh, heading out to Auckland, um, catching a game, uh, and we'll see if we can uh, see how many games we can get around this weekend. Um, I do have an update from um, uh, from I've gone blank uh, from Waikato Rugby, um, but I'll put that up as a separate video on our Facebook page as we're running out of time, folks. Uh, so. Do catch up on our roundup of the uh, White Matter Rugby. Um, that'll be on the Facebook page soon. Um, and uh, Bo, uh, um, thank you very much for coming on. I know you have got a uh, an idea as to how to restructure New Zealand rugby, um, and uh, we're going to have to discuss that one week, which we keep keep on uh, uh, running out of time. Um, Dwayne, thank you very much for for coming um, coming back on. Again, our international superstar um, hero there. Uh, and uh, <laughs> well, more pressure on you, Dwayne, next yeah, week. Exactly. Let's go hat trick against the, the rowers. Cool to the fire. Yeah. <laughs> and um, well, as, as Boa will be uh, uh, videoing the uh, the whole game, he can do a highlights package of your of your of your contributions put up on the Facebook page afterwards. Um, yeah, put it to more uh, highlights as well. Jeez. 
Yeah, I think, look, um, as I said, guys, you know, Pakaranga, red out favourites at home um, against uh, a team from South Auckland who have nothing to lose. Uh, but when a team has nothing to lose, they're a very dangerous proposition. Very. It'll be, it'll be fun. Um, thank you, Stephen, for uh, co-hosting with me again this uh, uh, this evening. We will be back at uh, or back at seven a.m. tomorrow morning with the morning sports briefing. Um, your best way to start the day, up to date with all the important sports news. Uh, and obviously, on Friday at eight p.m., we'll be back previewing the Super Rugby um, for the weekend um, as well. So, thank you, everybody, um, for joining, uh, and uh, have a wonderful week. 